0: to the Bad Books Club. We are excited to talk about our first book today, which is Hooked by Emily McIntyre.
1: Yes, so excited. Uh, it's, it's a good one. So how we're going to do this is we're going to start with giving the average rating on Goodreads, which is a 3.82, which I feel is pretty high. It's up there. It's very close to four. Mm-hmm. Our synopsis from Goodreads says... From USA Today best-selling author Emily McIntyre comes a dark and delicious fractured fairy tale reimagining of Peter Pan. He wants revenge, but he wants her more. Hooked is a dark contemporary romance and the first complete standalone in the Never After series, a collection of fractured fairy tales where the villains get the happy ever after. It's not a literal retelling and not fantasy. Hooked features mature themes and content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Reader discretion is advised. For all content warnings, check the author's website. So that's what Goodreads gives us. Keep in mind as you listen, I guess reader discretion, listener discretion. This is, is your
0: trigger warning. <laughs> trigger warning. <laughs> and on that note, we are going to read our favorite one star reviews that we found on Goodreads. I'm going to go first this week. Um, Buckle up, because this is a good one. I dove in. I really found one. Um, Honestly, my goal for this one-star review was to find one that was funny, truthful, and kind of went with mine. So here we go. You ready? I'm so ready. I'm going to give a 1.5-star review from Juliana. And it starts off with this sentence. This book just does not deserve a review from my part. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to say that this was a horrible, unreal, horrible again, just complete nonsense, full of toxic behavior from every... character and I just wished everybody died at the end. Sorry, not sorry. And <laughs> also I hate the fact that the authors have the audacity to call these books dark romance to justify the f-ed up things they write about when it's just a straight up sign to go to therapy. I don't mind if you f- each other every day, every minute, every hour in all possible positions because I like that. But just now. And yes, I know Emily McIntyre added the trigger warnings to the book, but I don't care. Why 1.5 stars? Because I don't know what type of drug this book had, but I devoured it in two days and because I got to buddy read it. And it was an incredible experience because we both love trauma and horrible stuff. And because I had so much fun with you shouting and screaming our brains off. Um, we will probably read the next book together because we're pretty much f***ed up in the head, so I can't wait to go through another traumatic journey. Anyways, this book is extremely explicit, so please search for the trigger warnings for the love of my goddess Beyonce. <laughs> Juliana's an icon. This this was an August 6th through August 7th, 2023 review, so this is a very recent 1.5 star. And I, I I adored this review. I thought it was so good. <laughs>
1: You know, this is going to be, um, our two personalities because the one star reviews that I pulled almost every single one was a sentence or an incomplete sentence, just one line, a quick quip. And I have two to pick from and. (laughs) I am gonna go with the one star review from Rahoff. I am so sorry if I mispronounced your name. i you know don't want to get off on the wrong foot, but your review was so funny, I was cackling, so Rahoff says this book made me regret learning to read in English. <laughs> says all you need to say. It is incredible that, uh, she learned to read in English and it is horrible that this book made her Robin it. It's also an icon so, for that. Robin. Yeah. Two icons we got today. What, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think Hooked deserves one o- star?
0: Okay. So it's really interesting because I, my, my review was a 3.5 and My review is pretty quick. Um, It literally just says, I sat down and read this in literally one sitting. It was so much fun. I said, I'm sorry, but if you're reading this trying to gain some insight into your psyche, then this really just wasn't the one for you. Sometimes it's not that serious. Sometimes it's just smut and cops and robbers, baby. And that's showbiz. And that was my review. So it really went hand in hand with Juliana's review. Um, but she was a little more eloquent because I agreed on everything. Like, I must be f***ed up in the head to be sitting there, like, kicking my feet and, like, squealing over Hook. I was like, ooh. Like, it was just I, – I don't know. Um – I think, and this is a weird thing, I think a 3.5 star was really honest in the beginning of the series, and then by the time I got to the fifth book, all of those books are one star for me. I'm like, I, I don't, I, I think, I think the rest of the series changed my outlook on book one. And book one, I don't know if was my favorite out of the series, I think the second book was my favorite, but it was worse. So,
1: <laughs> I you know, I am not going to read any more of them. So to to quip off of that, I gave the book Two stars. And that is because there were some redeeming quotes. I don't think she's a bad mm-hmm. writer. I think that she has a way about her. It may not be perfect. Like we mentioned in the last episode, we're not literary geniuses. I don't really care about grammar at the end of the day. If I like it, I like it. If the words are beautiful, they're beautiful. Um, but my two-star review says, I need to power wash my eyeballs after this. And I, I again, it's, it's very hand-in-hand hand with the one-star review that I read. Um at the end of the day, I didn't give it one star. I gave it the two. And I think that the quotes are what makes this redeeming. The writing makes it redeeming. And it's just its just a jarring story. The story is what just kept the stars dropping for me. Um, obviously, it can be seen as triggering depending on who you are. But that doesn't bother me usually. Like a trigger warning, I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. you're giving me spoilers. <laughs> But, um, but it's, it, it does. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I just think it lacked mm-hmm. some depth, but the question is, is like, does yeah. it need, does it need depth? So it I is, have a note here, is.
0: um, I'm on my blurb about like what I didn't like about the book. Um, and I like, I said, I like to absorb plot and stories. It doesn't necessarily have to be this like well thought out plot. The characters are really good. But I wrote, I love morally great characters that blur in the line of evil versus good because I think every single person on planet Earth is like that. Like whether you choose to act on your evilness or not, like everyone has that in them. Um, but I was like uh, – I said this is like a psychological discussion we can get into on the podcast it, like over and over with all the characters we'll discuss. Um, but I like it better when there's an arc and you can argue that Hook – had an arc because his his evilness came from the fact that his parents died and he was like gonna go get the bad guy um, but I just don't think it was well-rounded for me I said like boohoo your mommy and daddy died and then you turned evil it just wasn't enough for me to care like it wasn't like his mommy and daddy died and he suffered and and like he, he definitely suffered but like it was in such a boring way I think I guess for me yeah I'll say
1: that there, there's a, a warning or something. I don't think it's a trigger warning at the beginning, but it's like if you're looking for a redemption arc where the character is evil, but he turns good, you're not getting that in this story. And arguably, I feel like we yeah. kind of did. I don't think he was as evil as yeah. I anticipated. There have been other books where I'm like, oh God, that guy really yeah. is bad more so than Hook. Um, but I do, I do have a quote that that reminded me of that I highlighted and copied over. Um, (laughs) You said he didn't really suffer that much. Uh, But this quote says, and this is hook. uh, He says, I do love you little shadow, but I cannot let this man survive. He burned all my planes. And I'm like,
0: okay like he boom, yeah boom, he burned my planes yeah cry about that was it. daddy bur- wait was that no that was no, Daddy That wasn't huh? daddy that was what was daddy but still daddy michaels <laughs> yeah
1: but it's still same same it's just like yeah that that's that's just how it was like it, it just is like oh are you all just having a match to see who's got a bigger ego like
0: and this is just like a subjective thing, but like when I'm reading a villain in a story, I want them to be like acting upon the psychological uh, need to be powerful, not just because they can. Like, I don't think I like an evil character that's just evil because they have money. Like, Like, for me, like, that's just like, anybody with money can have power, but like when your psychological, like warfare that you're going through is literally like choosing between being good and evil. That's the kind of villain that I love because like they have every choice to truly just like be a different person. But I feel like these characters are just like, he burned my plane. So now I have to kill him. Like, I don't, I didn't feel like a connection to them, I guess. in the evil, if that makes sense. I think what is
1: missing from this story is that it is so reminiscent of fantasy that because it's not fantasy and you're used to reading so much fantasy that you're missing the Mm -hmm. high stakes of what a villain in a fantasy story is versus what a villain in a real Mm -hmm. world story is um hook is based on this not maybe not based on i I don't want to get ripped for saying based on because i know it's not based on it's just inspired by, names are inspired by, themes are inspired by this fantasy character, but he's just normal, just a bad guy. And
0: what the hot, the stakes are um I was going to say cops and robbers. Like you were saying like he's a fantasy guy or if he was a fantasy guy, the SIGs would be higher, but he's just like a normal dude. And that's why I was like going to equip with my review, like saying it's just cops and robbers because that's how it feels. Like he's just a guy with a gun. Like it's like, wow. <laughs> you know? Not oh, even a yeah. gun. Oh, he's I forgot. Got a to hit like a, what, what's it called? A scythe? Is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah. A sickle. <laughs> like a sickle? I said a cycle. What the heck am I talking about? Yeah. Um, No, I agree. Like, I I, I don't even think magic would have worked in this world, though, to be honest. Like, could you imagine you're reading this and then, like, the girl that works the vanilla bean is suddenly like, he has magic and he's going to kill my dad for me. Like, it's so weird. It's weird. Also. Yeah, it was it was a weird one
1: to throw in. Yeah. To A bunch of fantasy.
0: I also think for me too, what kind of drew me out of the story was like her dad is supposed to be this big character in her life and then he just starts ignoring her and it's supposed to be really sad. But she doesn't like actually seem to care about that. Like I feel like she lied to herself the whole time, which I guess is like the the character arc. But like for me, I was just like, just move out. Like it was just that simple to me. And I, I hate when a solution is simple in a book, I think too.
1: Yeah, uh I have a note here that says Wendy doesn't have self-respect, which duh, like that that's mm-hmm. that's the point of this relationship. You're not yeah. a self-respecting woman mm-hmm. and being disrespected by by this character in
0: in all ways. Spoiler alert, uh Hook kidnaps her and chains her to a wall and stares at her for days. And he's like, "You betrayed me." That just wasn't. It would have been better if she got kidnapped by somebody else, and like, like, if, like I guess like maybe like he was behind it, but he like never tells her about it. Like I felt like that would have been more intriguing. Like like he had to figure it out without him being there, but like the fact that he did it and then she like she like he like takes her home and is like, "Shower, be a good girl." It's like it was so weird, and I'm like, this is like straight up. Like a kidnapping fantasy, which makes me wonder about Emily McIntyre. <laughs> it, it's
1: it's a fantasy mm-hmm. for the author, and she's getting the thoughts in her head out on paper. And I mean, good for her that these books have gotten popular. Like it, it's great. I want success for all women. Girl power. Um, but if those were my thoughts in my head, no, and they're not. No, <laughs> thank God. I would not write them down, let alone publish them. Um, I I think a major theme in the reviews, the lower star reviews, is that it's like (laughs) go to therapy. I mean, maybe she's – I don't know. I think that might just be assuming something Mm -hmm. about her that she's like – really into this and I mean maybe I guess maybe she is if she's writing it down and publishing the the reviews that I
0: saw that were good like the fives and the fours most of the people were just talking about the smut they were like this is amazing or like like and it makes it makes me wonder because I'm like everyone's got something that they're into that might be a little weird or like taboo or woo-woo or whatever. Um, But like, where do you draw the line when you're absorbed? Because here's the thing, another psychological note for you. When you're reading a book, like your brain is literally, it cannot like tell the difference between real life and not. Like, so the feelings that you're feeling when you get anxiety reading, like your body is really feeling anxiety. It's not just the book, it's you experiencing that. So like when you're getting like, turned on or like excited by a guy literally kidnapping and beating, beating his girlfriend. It's like, what part of that is like, he, he, ha ha. And what part of that is like, I just want to be led in my life. Like, are you reading this as a woman? That's like, I just need someone to take control. Is that what's, is that what give it was that what the five stars are? Or if, is it straight up this is just people's fantasy. And like, we are on the weird other side of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I noticed when I was jumping into the
1: reviews that there are 68,000 five-star reviews and that is not the highest number of reviews. The highest was actually a four-star, which (laughs) come, come to me. (laughs) I just want to talk.
0: I just want to make sure you're okay. Are you? I was going to bring up um, how I had a conversation with a friend that was like, I got to stop dating toxic men or like scary men. And we were having two different conversations because one of those sides was very real for this person of like, I keep finding people that are like scary and not good for me. And it's like almost like an internet joke to be like, oh, I love a toxic man. Like he he might be mean to me, but he closes the door for me and smacks me on the ass. Like whatever. Like there's all these nuances and like those things. But for me, I was like, Yeah, but you can date a scary guy without him being scary to you. And I feel like these books are like a straight up example of that. Like totally go out there and kill somebody if he looks at me wrong. Cool. But like the moment you kidnap me and chain me to a wall, we're done. Like what? What? Like that just ruined it. You know what I mean? I have this quote saved. You want to watch the world burn? Let me guess. You'll set it on fire. I ask, he chuckles, the sound vibrating through me as it's settling into my bones. No, darling. I'll hand you the match and stand at your back, watching you become the Queen of Ashes. And I'm like, that's a good quote. Okay, resand. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was saying.
1: That's what I was saying earlier in that there are a yeah. lot of redeeming quotes in this book. And it's a short read. I didn't mm-hmm. highlight a ton, but there were some things where I was like, okay, like, I like that trope in um, in a mm-hmm. book and... Mm-hmm. It's not terrible but it just I think at the end of the day there are just some themes in here where an ease not I'm not easily offended in the slightest but I was like Ugh. and there's there's another book that I have in mind that I want to talk about that made me feel this way as well but it's not it's not isolated to this book and I I just I just think that it's taking a fantasy of mm-hmm. bad boy Intrigue, a little
0: Yeah, too I think far. there's definitely a way to write bad boy, morally gray, intrigue without being like sh- straight up like – like you almost wonder like if someone's reading this and they're like, oh, is this nor- like normal? Is this what it's like supposed to be like? Should I like – you know what I mean? Like maybe they're into maybe they're into the, the alpha male thing and it's making them think differently about men they meet in real life. And it's making like a toxic thought happen in their brains of like, I don't want this nice guy because this guy's like my book character that I love. And it like makes you wonder if that's like going through people's heads. Yeah. It's for the girlies who loved Damon Salvatore. Damon Salvatore was like, you mess with my woman, I'm going to cut this bad guy's head off and then we're going to go home and watch a movie. Again, this guy, Hook, Hook is like... I'm going to cut this guy's head off and then I'm going to chain you to a wall and make you listen to me. Wrong. Weird. For people listening, the book goes on to be a series. I think there's one more coming out. Um, The second one is a Lion King retelling, which uh, arguably was my favorite one. I just thought it was really interesting. Um, There's a Lion King retelling. There's Wizard of Oz, which was one of the most god awful books I've ever read in my life. I didn't put it on the DNF list. I finished it. But that was the one with the gun. If you know, you know. Um, And then the the fourth one was Aladdin, which was also just so bad shit. But then the fifth one, I was like, I'll complete. I'm a completionist. I'll complete the series. This is my note on the fourth one that I DNF'd at 4%. (laughs) I said, I drew the line of the Catholic priest into self-harm obsessed with a stripper. I literally will not do it. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That is an Esmeralda and Friar. What is, what's his name? Retelling. No, thanks. I think it's uh, safe to say that we probably won't
1: be discussing further these books um, because I think they're all very similar. I did. I only read the first one, but I think they're all going to be pretty similar in theme of like, I took one for the team.
0: To be fair, I only read all of them because I was really trying to beat that end-of-the-year book goal, which I did not beat by one book. So, womp, womp.
1: Well, that's uh, one of the final themes that I wrote down in my notes about this book was self-loathing, and I feel like you're doing a little bit of that right now. Um, And, you know, Wendy, sometimes you just go for it because you hate yourself, and I Mm -hmm. think deep down she did, even though you didn't really get that in the inner monologue, but – yeah. I'm also kind of glad with this conversation, we didn't focus on Wendy per se. It was Hooked. more about yeah. hug being a, a horrible, yeah. horrible male character. Just And, and maybe that mm-hmm. was the author's intention too, because...
0: A villain with a happy ending. I did a deep dive because that's what I do. And she seems like a very normal woman. She lives in, like, the suburbs with, like, her kids. Like, a very nice house. Like, she's, like, very, like, nor- like normal. Like, on the street, you would never know that she's <laughs> she's writing these books, like, straight up. I thought she was going to be more, like, I don't, I don't know what I Im- imagined her as, but, like, when I go on her, like, Instagram, she's, like, a suburban soccer mom. Like, which, I mean, maybe checks out. So um, the only redeemable thing about Hook was that he smirked. And that's my favorite trope.
1: (laughs) If Hook Hook was in um, an actual real fantasy novel, he
0: would... Be the one. ...wield shadows. Yeah. Be a shadow daddy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think um, we were warned about Hook at the beginning that he's not a good guy and that was proved to be true. I think as a wrap up on this discussion, I think we both kind of agree... That it's not a five or a four star. Robin, you're still going to
0: fly with the three? I give it a 3.5. I actually wrote in my notes, if I could go back and change my rating, I think it would be a two star. I wouldn't reread or recommend it to anybody that I know. Okay.
1: Well, there you go. Well, You know, what you once said, why would you rate something two stars? Or maybe I said that. The final thing we're going to do for each book every week is recommend a couple of songs to put on a playlist. I know we both have playlists that are bookish. Um, I add to mine all the time, so it will just be a nice running list of songs. I have three songs on here, and I wonder if we are... Going to overlap. And if we do, we do. Um, the first one is Anti-Hero by Taylor Swift, and it's literally just for the line: it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Like that is that on that. The second one is Angels Like You, Miley Cyrus. It's very self-loathing. Uh, and it also has a lyric in the song that says, I'm everything they said I would be, which I feel is very hooked. Yeah. Like, wow, you you got some deep cuts. He knows he's bad. Like these are good. Listen, I I went deep. I'm not us- I'm not usually very good at this, but I was like I wanna I wanna really blow it out of the water. Um, but my last one seems kind of obvious, and that is "Bad Guy" by Billie Eilish. And my note says Duh. I almost picked a Billie
0: Eilish song, and I changed my mind at the last second. Um, so I have none of mine. None of us are. None of our songs are the same. <clears throat> but I have a song called "The Death of Peace of Mind" by Bad Omens, which. I use that song. I knew you're. That's one put of my favorite songs. I use it for so many books, but literally, it made me think of the part in Hooked where he's like, "I'm not sure if I love her, but I can't let her go." And there's a lyric in the song that says, "I love the way you bend and I love the way you break," basically being like, "I'm giving you psychological warfare, but I still love you." Um, my second song, Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. I want your love and I want your revenge. <laughs> And then my third song, which which this was almost a Billie Eilish song, and I changed my mind the last second. I picked Love the Way You Lie by Eminem and Rihanna because he beats the shit out of her the entire song. Right. And then it's like, but how dare you leave? Because <laughs> I love you.
1: <laughs> I think those are pretty good songs. There you go. Those are all really <laughs> well, good. Yeah, we're at this. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was nervous. I was nervous about this section when I had this idea for this book specifically because I was like usually when I'm reading a book and I pick a song, it's because I'm randomly listening to the song and it just makes me feel very deeply about yeah. the story that I just latched onto. I have a really good one for Mist and Fury that I yeah. added today that I'm not going to share until it's time to talk about that book. Um, but I was, I was fist bumping and I was so excited about it because- I already- it fit it fit really I, well I
0: feel like I will get over zealous with the songs and I would go right now and pick songs for all the week. so I'm gonna wait till every week so I have something to look forward to because this is probably my yeah. favorite part because I think we're both good at like yeah no it's yeah it's
1: it's we mentioned it in our intro episode but we both love music um a lot and I think it goes hand in hand uh finding Themes and songs mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. books you're reading just makes it even extra special because it just kind of melts yeah. and meshes everything into I, one. And it's when it's I read Crescent
0: City, I had a playlist that Jack, my friend Jacqueline, made me, and uh, I listened to that playlist so much in everyday life because it made me feel like I was in. Lunathian. Like I, I was like, I must listen to the Crescent City Pod playlist because I will be there. So like this, this is like a really good addition to the pod. Um, I do believe, I think on Spotify, it lets you do a playlist. Like I think it's just like a link. So we'll have to figure that out. But we just add them as we go.
1: Yeah, yeah, we should definitely have either, either an overarching one where we just add songs mm-hmm. to it. Every week, when we add in a book or we do a different playlist for every book, I don't know what will be the best there, but uh, forewarning it'll probably have a lot of dad rock, especially when we get to Crescent City. So I know we have one song that um, Sarah J. Moss really, she, she said it inspired Hunt, and we're not allowed to pick that one. So it can go on the, <laughs> the playlist, but we're not allowed to pick it. I love that song. But Any final thoughts about Hooked before we wrap up? No,
0: again, I would not recommend Hooked to anybody that wants to read with a brain cell. I would recommend this for a quick read to make you feel something, whether that's anger or smut. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough.
1: Let us know if you would read Hooked based on today's discussions, or if you have read it, share your review with us on TikTok at The Bad Books Club and Instagram at The Bad Books Club Pod. Follow us while you're there and let us know what books we should discuss next. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday when we discuss Crescent City. Be good, girlies.